I'm Michael Movestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, Episode 5. And welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. It is great to be back after having missed doing a podcast last week. I'm Mike Movestro, and it's again great to be here. And just returned from a week in Las Vegas uh, with my wife. It was our anniversary, and it was pretty awesome, actually. Uh, it was our second wedding anniversary, which means we were married two years. Not an anniversary of getting married twice. Just to make that clear for anyone who might have any confusion at all whatsoever. Uh, But we did have a great time. And I've come to discover, and I kind of said this before we went to Vegas, because we planned five days. And I remember saying, I think five days might be a little bit too much to, you know, as a tourist. For me, it's a visitor, really. But, you know, long story short, five days is a bit much (laughs) and i don't know how you folks from the uk do it people from the uk will go to vegas and plan like two weeks there probably because the flight there is so long and the flight back is so long that they want to just do as many days in vegas as possible and that's understandable we have a monstrous announcement going to happen this monday on vegas bright i'm not sure when you're listening to this right now i'm recording this saturday night uh you'll probably hear this Sunday or Monday. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, I said, see, I'm saying, uh, instead of, um, I'm, I'm trying to train myself off of, um, but anyway, back, that's not what's important. The announcement is remember last week on vegasbright.com. You didn't hear this in the podcast. You had to see this on vegasbright.com. We teased a brand new themed strip resort coming to the Vegas strip. And we only gave you so much information, uh, only because, that's what I was allowed to do. Um, the developers uh, and the source I'm talking to who are working behind the scenes gave me the exclusive on the condition that I do not reveal anything more than I'm allowed to. So that's why you got just the, you know, just the, hey, this is going to happen. And a lot of you asked questions in the comments. I've gotten emails. I've gotten tweets, DM tweets, uh wanted me to give more information and I really wished that I could have but that's my agreement and I'm a man of my word so I tend to stick to those things but I can tell you you're going to be getting a lot more details this Monday the article is going up Monday morning on Vegas Bright and you'll see it there you're going to see and learn about the theme you're going to see an early rendering of it so that you have an idea of what it's going to look like. It's not the final rendering. I don't even have that yet, although I probably will tomorrow, but I can't post it yet. So on Monday, you will not be seeing it, uh, but you will be seeing an early rendering. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, the rendering you're going to see pretty much is what you're going to see in the final rendering. There is a few modifications because, you know, they actually had to sit it down in its actual location. The running you're going to see is not in the location on the strip. 
that it shows in the picture. It's just something people do when they're building something. They'll grab some images, wipe out a property that's there, and then put theirs in place. And then once they have that model together, then move it around and size it accordingly and all that stuff. So you're going to get the theme. You're going to get what it's going to look like. Uh, you're going to get a lot of details about it. Uh, the only thing you will not have is the name, but that's going to be announced later this week. The people behind this project will be making an announcement later in the week. Uh, but you're going to be learning a lot about it on Monday, so be sure you check out that article. And it's going to be up on the site Monday morning. If you don't see it when you get there, you know, try back later. I'm sure it's going to show up, depending on what time zone that you're in. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy and glad that I got the exclusive on this. This is going to be something that all the other Vegas sites will be talking about soon. And I'm just really happy that we got the exclusive on this one to talk about it first. Of course, the big announcement will be coming later in the week. And that's when everybody else is going to pick up on it. There'll be no mention from anyone saying first reported on Vegas Bright, I guarantee. But that's okay. Uh, you know, some people just don't like to credit their sources. And I don't know why, but some people just don't. Although you hear things like in certain podcasts, they'll say, it's been reported that, but they won't say Vegas Bright. But it's been reported, and yeah, that's always fun. And I'm like, wait, that was definitely our story. No one else had that, but whatever. What can you do, right? All right, so anyway, Monday. Tune in. I'm sorry. Click in. Go to VegasBright.com. That's where you're going to find the info on the new theme resort coming to the Strip, and you're going to see a rendering, an early rendering of what it's going to look like. You're going to see the theme. Uh, you're going to learn a bunch of details. So... Be sure to check that out. Let's see what else. So the regular format of our podcast returns next week. Our podcast. Well, it is Vegas Bright's podcast, but it's, it's also my podcast because I'm the only one doing it. So so it'll be Vegas around the web. It's going to be Vegas history stuff. Remember when I, I did that in episode three? I was I was talking about the early beginnings of Las Vegas, and it's my plan to do a little bit each week on that uh, it's fun. I think I like it and I think people learn stuff from it. And I just love Vegas history. So I'm going to keep running with that uh, as long as I could. So yeah, there'll be a return to that. There'll be a return to Vegas around the web and, uh, and a recap of things that, uh, happened on Vegas bright during the week. Speaking of things that happened on Vegas bright during the week, uh, let's take a look at that. Let's go to VegasBright.com and check it out. On Friday, Michael James had an article called The Trip Planning Matrix Returns, and a lot of you have absolutely agreed, found it to be helpful, or realized, oh my goodness, I do the same thing. Uh, you can check it out at VegasBright.com. The name of the article is The Trip Planning Matrix Returns. It's by Michael James, and he just shares uh, his spreadsheet of how he plans uh, to budget his time when he's in Las Vegas and other places. But uh, this one mostly pertains to Las Vegas. And check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, so there is that. Also this week, Sailor Dude, one of our guest writers, wrote about his low-rolling game plan, about staying at Excalibur, about how to do everything on the cheap, with the exception of the time, you know, the club and the bottle service, how to do everything else on the cheap. Uh, so you can go ahead and check that out as well. Wednesday, we posted Happy Opening Day T-Mobile Arena. 
uh, it was a photographic journey of the T-Mobile Arena construction from then to now. Uh, most of those pictures there by Greg C., who's been tracking the progress, checking in every couple of months to see how it's going. I was there for the opening uh, media tour uh, that Wednesday morning on April 6th, so it was awesome to be there. I was there with my wife, uh, and uh, it was nice to be amongst the first couple of hundred to see the arena <laughs> on the inside. Uh, maybe it's a more than a couple of hundred. This was before the concert that night or any other nights during the week. So it was definitely cool to be there. And while waiting there, a fun thing happened. I was approached by someone who had a very familiar voice to me. And he said, are you Michael from Vegas Bright? And I was like, Scott. And it was Scott from Vital Vegas. So I got to meet Scott. That was pretty cool. Also got to meet Norm Clark as well. Uh, so that was cool as well. Uh, the arena is great. Just, I know I've been talking a lot about it. I know I've written a lot of articles about it and you've heard me talk about this before, but it's just so, it's such a cool thing. Not just, not just for MGM, but just for Las Vegas as a whole. This is so cool. So I'm very happy about that. So let's see what else we got. Masquerade Village is rising from the darkness. An article by Sam Yassir talks about masquerade village at the rio and you know it uh, at one point it was awesome you know they had that whole uh uh what was it called the something in the sky uh music in the sky or something like that i forget what it was called uh there was a lot of things that used to go on there and then there was just a slow decline of of activity you know a lot of the food places left and activity places left and there was a lot of just empty spaces where some where things used to be uh, but it's on an uptick now, you know, Kiss Mini Golf is going to be taking a spot over there soon, so that's pretty cool. Rock of Ages went over there as well, so that's pretty cool. You can check out that article if you haven't been there in a long time. It was called Show in the Sky, that's what it was called, Show in the Sky. So go ahead and check out that article, uh, see what you think about that. Uh, let's see what else we had going on this week. Chippendales. Entices with 90s Heartthrobs, another article by Sam Yusso, uh talking about Chippendales and some of the some of the 90s, uh, celebrities from the 90s who are making appearances, such as Joey Lawrence, uh, and I forget who the other dude was, uh, but you can check that out as well. Lucky Ducky, you might remember her from Vegas Chatter. Well, she has guest written an article for us reviewing Fifty Shades, the parody, and uh, it's a pretty good article. If you haven't seen Fifty Shades, the parody, neither have I, but you're interested in seeing Fifty Shades, the parody, go and check out that article at VegasBright.com. Uh, it's called Lucky Ducky Reviews, Fifty Shades, the parody, and again, um, welcome to Vegas Bright, Lucky Ducky. Awesome. You know, I've been trying to get her to come over to Vegas Bright for a while, so I'm glad, very glad. Um, she'll be writing a lot, but she will peek in every once in a while and do a little something and we're happy to have her. Uh, let's see what else. And of course, Monday, the story, a brand new themed resort is coming to the strip. This is the one I was telling you about, uh, earlier in the program. And, uh, we will be following up on this, this coming Monday, the, I want to say 11th, the 11th, Monday, the 11th. Uh, you could come back to VegasBright.com and get a part two on that. 
it's going to be awesome. So be sure to check it out. And that's everything that happened on Vegas Bright's Week in Review. All right, good. I did get one segment back in that I haven't done in a while. As far as Vegas around the web, there are a couple of things I wanted to bring to light. Edge Vegas has an article out called Odds to Win the 2016 Men's College Basketball Championship. It was posted April 6th on Wednesday. And uh, he's got an interesting uh, little uh, guide there about... Uh, what your odds are. I'm not sure if this is still relevant or not. I'm not a sports guy. We could check it out at edgevegas.com. He posted on Tuesday there were complimentary tickets for Penn and Teller's Fool Us. I actually had tickets to that, but when I realized in the fine print that the taping would be would last till 10 p.m. at night on Friday and would start at 2 p.m. or something like that, I realized there is no way I'm going to do that. So I died. I opted out and I replied back to the email I received of never mind, this isn't going to work. So didn't go. Let's see what else is going on. Yeah, so this was in the news. This was just about everywhere. I'm reading this from VegasHotelNews.com. Uh check it out. He posts every uh every now and then. Add them to your RSS feed. Every time he posts something, it's good. Um Win Resorts uh held an investor day presentation. Basically, they're going to redesign the golf course at Wynn. Wynn Paradise Park Lagoon, they're going to call it. Uh, the centerpiece of Wynn Paradise Park would be a large lagoon where guests could partake in a variety of water activities. Uh, the company would also plan to launch fireworks over the lagoon every night, just like at Disney. And you can see a little rendering of that as well if you go check it out. But what makes it even more interesting to me, I was like, why does this ring a bell? Why does this sound familiar? And then I remembered, you head over to VegasTodayAndTomorrow.com and you look at dreams. All right, I'll, you know what? I'll take the journey with you. How's that? All right, so you go to VegasTodayAndTomorrow.com. You click on dreams. And once you're at dreams, click on altered dreams, original renderings of existing resorts. Yeah, that's it. You click on that. You scroll down, all the way down. Ah, look at the mint. Ah, the mint was... I wish I could have seen the mint, like, back in its heyday. It just... The signage and everything just looks so cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Going all the way down, going all the way down. The Bellagio. Steve Wynn's original concept for what became the Bellagio was a water-themed resort called Beau Rivage. And if you look at the picture, uh, you'll see that it sits in the middle of the water... And there's boats all around it, and uh, it was going to be water-themed, and I'm sure there was some water activity. It looks like there was some water activities going on there. So it's interesting because that was Steve Wynn's original concept for the Bellagio is now something that he's adding to Wynn Resort. So isn't that cool? So it took a while, but he's making it happen. So I think that's pretty cool, and it jumped out to me as interesting. Uh, maybe it'll jump out that way to you as well. And that's pretty much it uh, for Vegas around the web. I, I don't have much to add, really. Go to the Vegas Parlay has the best Las Vegas sports books, most underrated on the Strip. So you can check that out at the Vegas Parlay. Eater Vegas has something about Neshe Neshe. I, I can't pronounce it. Closer to unveiling a restaurant and ultra lounge at Town Square. You can check that out at EaterVegas.com. I can't pronounce Nietzsche because I'm not sure if it's missing something. And it occurred to me that on my previous episode, I said uh, I said rogue instead of rouge 
and I kept calling Rouge Rogue. Yeah, that's, that's, I did that. That was me. My mistake. So I do want to talk to you today on the Vegas Bright Podcast. Episode 5 is about my recent trip to Vegas and how it went. Uh, there will be some articles about this on VegasBright.com, which is going to be in more detail and it's going to have pictures and stuff. But uh, I'm going to give you guys just an idea of what we did. So I'm just, as I'm talking, I'm looking at pictures that I took during the trip so that it can refresh my memory of everything that happened. So got to Vegas, tweeted, of course, uh, Facebooked, and got to the room, stayed at the Flamingo, the Flamingo Go room. Like I said previously, if there's any room that you're going to stay in at the Flamingo, it should be the Go room. Any other room, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're not really, you know, they're not really modern. They're not really up to date. Uh, so if you care about that, do a Go room. If you don't care about that, do one of their regular rooms. But I find the Go rooms are nice. I like them. Um, so I usually stay at those when I stay at the Flamingo. Uh, so we got to the Flamingo. We got our Go room. Sun was bright and shining through the, shining through the window. I caught an, all, an awesome shot of that. It was pretty cool realized that it was going to we were going to be late for our reservations for Gallagher's so move that ahead we got over to Gallagher's and the quickness had the wonderful cowboy ribeye steak that I talk about so much I believe I mentioned it on my last episode and like I said every time I'm in Vegas that's what I do so definitely did it and it was our anniversary dinner so it was perfect uh, wonderful steak, excellently cooked as always. Uh, they brought out their shiny menu. They have this dessert menu that lights up uh, at Gallagher's, and as always, we just just like no thanks, we're stuffed because there's no room for dessert when you eat one of those steaks. After that, we did a quick jet over to the park. Uh, that was pretty all right, and it was opening night. I, I wasn't there for the opening ceremonies because you know I was still well, I was still out here, but uh, out here meaning not in Vegas. But uh, was there for opening night. Uh, the water features are pretty awesome. The lighting uh, shadow structures are pretty darn cool. And seeing them lit up at night, you know, it was awesome to see that. I got a bunch of photos of those. And I'm going to be posting those on the website at some point this week. I uh, also saw the Bliss Dance statue all lit up. Uh, it was really awesome. Nice to see. And I got to tell you, they did a really great job with the park, the food places there. Um, some of them weren't exactly open yet. Some of them, their opening day was, was not, like Sake Rock wasn't exactly opened yet. Bruxy Fried Chicken and Waffles, uh, Beer House, and just seeing what they did with that space, it's really cool. I got to tell you, I was, I was pretty impressed by it. It's a really cool, it's a really cool, chill kind of a place to just sort of go and spend some time and, uh, you know, have a couple of beers and just taking the ambiance and everything. Really cool place, the park. Really cool. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I, I know it was being built up of how they were building it up and how PR was building it up, but experiencing it was really cool. So I would say uh, definitely next time you're in Vegas, do stop by and check it out. At night, it just has a certain vibe to it. It's just really cool. You know, it just, it's really cool. Check it out. Uh, so the Bliss Dance statue, all illuminated, all lit up. Very awesome. Has these awesome features with uh, 
these lights that are on the inside and they all light up and start to sparkle all these different colors happening it was way cool uh so yeah that was pretty awesome the funny thing well not funny well i'll just say the unfortunate thing the unfortunate thing about the bliss dance statue is that it was supposed to be you know about you know the, the empowerment of women you know things like that but everyone kept referring to it as the big naked lady so that's that's unfortunate they that's just unfortunate i got some awesome shots of the t-mobile arena Toshiba Plaza and the park those will be going up at some point I believe this week I think I can make that happen for this week I'm going to try my new schedule out of when I write articles for posting and I'll see if that works a bit stuffy sorry about that so great pictures had a great time there checked out the Bellagio Conservatory where they have uh, the cherry blossom festival going on that was really cool got a bunch of pictures uh, it was pretty alright actually and um, the Cherry Blossom Festival is a Japanese thing um, after that let's see looks like we went to Paris we played some slots the next day was downtown day downtown day was awesome downtown was everything I had expected it to be I was told by Blonde Forever because I read the articles uh, you know the the money will last you longer. The food is great. The ambiance outside at the Fremont Street experience is pretty awesome. And everything about that place was entirely correct. Uh, my money went a lot further, a lot further downtown than it ever did on the Strip. Unless I was winning. If I was winning on the Strip, the money went far. Uh, because what I usually do is if I win anything on a slot machine, I pretty much just reinvest it into my trip and just, you know, upgrade my trip a little bit because, you know, got some extra money so can do more things. But yeah, the money went further. It, uh, it's just, not, I'm, I haven't been there in six years. It's crazy. Uh, I'm so glad I got to go this time. Uh, the properties are all close together. I didn't get a chance to go into every property, but probably on my next trip, which is a solo trip. I'll definitely be uh, like hop around and check out every place. We definitely went to Binion's. Uh, we went to the D. We went to uh, where did we go? This other uh, Four Queens. We go to Four Queens. It had a Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm not sure if that helps. Uh, we went to a few different places. It was awesome, and we got to see uh, Viva Vision. We got and that was just out of this world. It was so cool. It's really immersive. You know, it's like. I, I really like how the lights for the casinos, the, all the signs and everything, just goes dark, just boom, like like the like when the Undertaker makes an appearance, you know, uh, in wrestling, all the lights would go out first. It's like that, it's just like whoosh, all the lights go out, and then poof, Viva Vision starts, and it's just awesome. It was the one we saw was for the Who, uh, really well done. Uh, it's just awesome, just so cool. I've never seen it before. I've always seen pictures of it. Always seen pictures of it. Pictures don't really do it justice, though. But uh, it was way cool. It was way cool, and we spent the entire day downtown. When we got there, we were hungry, so uh, Binion's Barbecue wasn't open yet. But we did go to the Binion's Cafe, and I had something called the the Hangover Burger, and it was delicious. Now I wasn't even hungover when I got that burger, but I knew I needed everything in there. Like I knew I would need some like extra energy and some focus you know and that's kind of what I needed when I got there so I, I'm like you know what 
a hangover cure kind of a thing will probably work and it did and it was great uh, we hopped all around different properties played some different slot machines just checked out the gift shops you know did all the touristy stuff that you could think of is exactly what we did when we were there and it was way cool what else can i tell you it was just the difference the difference on of fremont street between day and night is night and day <laughs> uh the place definitely comes more to life at night uh that's when that's when to be there during the day there isn't it doesn't seem like it's all that much to do, you know, and that's where the strip sort of has its pull because there's so many activities, even so many daytime shows and things like that, that you can go to that, uh, you know, there's, there's always something to do on the strip. Of course, a lot of that time is taken by walking, uh, but there's always so much to do on the strip and, you know, downtown it's more, you know, you're going to gamble a lot. You're going to play slots. You're going to, hit up some tables, uh, but there is food, so you can also have food, but not as much, not as much to do, but you definitely want to go downtown at night, that's, that's where the magic happens, awesome, so I would definitely recommend it, I'm definitely going to go down there again, was it the Fremont Casino, I'm pretty sure it was the Fremont Casino, that's where I went, Fremont Casino, yeah, that's the place with the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, let's see, so I got a bunch of pictures, because I really needed some stock photos of downtown Las Vegas because we hardly had any. Went to the D, the Blarney Stone was there, you know, that little uh, little chunk of stone. Um, my wife was like, are you going to kiss it? I was like, hell no. Now, here's a little fact. I'm not sure if many of you listening know. You know, when you visit the Blarney Stone, the real one, I'm not saying that this isn't the real one, but the one that isn't located at the D, right? So when you go to kiss the Blarney Stone, just, uh, you know, be just be weary that, uh, you know, the locals in Ireland, uh, you know, they like to pee on that stone because they know that a bunch of idiot tourists are going to go and kiss it. So uh, just just bear that in mind. Uh, if you ever do go to Ireland, I want to kiss the stone, the Blarney stone, you're kissing piss. Uh, moving along, I had to, absolutely had to, and totally and thoroughly enjoyed playing Sigma Derby at the D. It's such a classic machine. It is so cool. I lost both times, but it was it was cool. It was just, I was glad I was finally able to take part of it. I had seen Sigma Derby before. I believe it was at the MGM Grand, and anytime I like tried to get near the machine, it was just completely taken up by people. When I went to the one of the D, there was empty seats. Not too many empty seats, but enough empty seats. Uh, so it was cool. Got to check it out, take a couple of pictures. That was a fun experience. That was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, uh, you ventured off of Fremont Street, got some shots of the downtown Grand, um, didn't go inside though, and I probably will next time, uh, went to the Mob Museum, didn't go inside though, and I probably will next time. I'm cool with the Mob Museum, I'm cool with the whole mafia thing, whatever, it's part of my heritage, so it's, you know, it's fine for me, however, there are some very graphic pictures in there that, uh, my wife wouldn't be comfortable with, so... You know, I decided, you know what, when I go to my museum, I'm going to want to take my time. But I know if I went there with my wife, I'd be kind of rushing through so she's not that uncomfortable. That's what she's not, you know, uncomfortable or whatever. So that's why I figured, you know what, next time I'm here, I'll go. I'll check it out. You know, it's all good. So I'll check it out next time. Uh, let's see. Uh, I took a tip from Scott at Vital Vegas. He mentioned the snooker table that belonged to Winston Churchill and at Main Street Station. 
I found it and it was pretty cool. Very quiet up there, uh, but it's right there. I got some pictures of that. Very cool. Uh, the Main Street Station is pretty awesome. I got to tell you, you know, Main Street Station reminds me. What does it remind me of? It reminds me of. It reminds me of Bill's Gambling Hall. That's what it reminds me of. Like it's, it's of that time period, you know. That's what it reminds me of. Of course, Main Street Station really, really like classed it up. So. Uh, so it's just like it's a bit more ritzier than you know Bill's gambling hall but uh, same time period but nicely done very nicely done uh, there's a lot of classic slot machines under glass uh, these are old machines uh, from back in the day uh, eagle machines things of that nature uh, and you can check them out and they also had this uh, piano that it, I forget what they're called but they, it's a piano and it's chimes and it's drums and you know you put in a quarter and it plays all these machines at once but unfortunately they didn't work and you could see that people had shoved quarters in there trying to get it to work and it didn't work uh, so after that went back to Fremont Street saw Viva Vision oh I got a great shot oh, that is awesome alright that is way cool go me and we got a bunch of pictures uh, between me and my wife. We both got loads of images uh, lit up at night of Fremont Street. <sighs> After that, headed back uh, to the Strip. I went to iHeart Burgers and had a bit of a scare there because they changed the menu. Interestingly, this was the first story reported on Vegas Bright when we launched. It was called Please Don't Touch My Dante Burger. And uh, that's when I had found out that there was going to be new ownership and that they were going to make changes to the menu. And those changes took effect. The Dante Burger is now called the Blue Burger. However, it's many of the same ingredients. Even a little bit better. At first, I was pissed. I thought I was going to hate it. It doesn't look the same. It's not going to taste good. And then I bit into that son of a bitch. And let me tell you, it was freaking delicious. So... I'm actually happy with the menu change they made very much and I was so relieved that I would not have to like lose out on that tradition of the Dante burger that's for sure I uh, got some shots of that walked around the palazzo got some shots at the atrium uh, how it's all set up for uh, this particular time of year with all these wonderful little butterflies flying around um, got a lot of shots of things that are about to open um, which I'll be writing articles on Lots of stuff uh, went over to... Oh, that's how we ended our night, I guess. Wednesday was the T-Mobile Arena opening day media tour, and that was loads of fun. Although we did stand out there in the heat for a while waiting to be let in, uh, you know, which that wasn't cool. <laughs> it was really hot out there, and we were standing out there for... I see that sign up was at 11.15 and then we finally got in there. I think we got in there an hour later. So we're standing out there for an hour in the heat. We need to be let inside. They were doing it in groups and stuff. And yeah, but once we got inside, it was way cool. We got a bunch of pictures, wonderful building. Um, the, these chicks from Coca-Cola were there and their little red dresses and holding up bottles of Coke and all that because Coke is part of it. Um, but way cool to be there 
and just to see the different levels and the VIP area. Oh, there was this dude. All right, I got to tell you guys this. So we were at the lower level of the T-Mobile arena, taking some pictures, and some of us got some shots at the stage. Uh, we hear a voice shouting, don't take pictures of the stage. This ain't public yet. And we're like, okay. And so, you know, just took pictures of the other areas and left. He comes out to the elevators where we were waiting to go up one level. This old British dude. And he's like, I said not to shoot the stage. If you've got any pictures of the stage, you need to all delete them right now. And we're just standing there like, okay, you know, and fiddling around like we're deleting stuff. And one of the photographers had an attitude, just like shaking his head like, mm-hmm, okay. And then the British dude was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then the photographer's like, you know what? I'm out of here. And he leaves, and like, there's this whole thing. And uh, it was just interesting. Uh, but yeah, I got a shot of that stage, and I will be posting it in this blog post for the podcast. Uh, because now that the concert is over, you know, I don't think they're going to care uh, that this got posted. So it's it's going to go up the shot I got of the stage. Uh, and who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a video as well. Who knows? I don't know. We'll have time to do that tonight. Uh, let's see. So got a lot of internal shots. We went up to the third level. Hide Lounge was level three. And it's just this really, really cool lounge that goes around that level of the arena. And it's operated separately from the arena. So if you don't have show tickets... Uh, you have a you get but you get a food and beverage ticket to Hyde Lounge. You still see the show from where you are, and it's way cool. Pricey though, really pricey, fifteen hundred dollars for a food and beverage ticket to Hyde Lounge. But you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you get a season ticket or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they prorate it. But it's pretty cool. I might even look into that. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, see the show from. Up there at Hyde Lounge, and you look out over the arena, you see the show, you see the stage, you know, be part of the event. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm very I'm very much liking this Hyde Lounge thing. I think it's way cool. Loge Lounge, or Suite Level, is level three. The VIP suites were locked. We could not get inside, but we did see some of the tables and stuff like that. Uh, they had a whole section uh, where you can sit down, watch the show. They have little TVs in front of you, so you can just watch the show on the TV as opposed to looking down to the stage. Um, it was pretty all right, got to tell you. Uh, there's a little eating area. The Atomic Fizz is the drink icon of the T-Mobile Arena. Um, that's also on level three. After that, got back down to base level. Uh, got a few more pictures. Went up to the parking garage. Got a picture of the outdoor patio which is pretty cool. Uh, you can go out there and have drinks. It's just so cool. So freaking good. They did such a great job with it. Um, after that, we were supposed to go to the, the uh, 2 p.m. conference uh, for, you know, the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, MGM CEO Jim Curran was going to be there and all that. And by the time we got out of there, you know, we were still kind of like feeling the heat that we had stood in. So it was like, we're going to have to wait for another hour because we weren't allowed back into the arena. Once they let us out, that was it. It was like, all right, well conference starts in an hour. Um, and it's just like, we were just like sitting there like, 
I, I just can't see myself standing around in the heat for another hour for this thing to show up. No, for this for this thing to start. And we both were like hungry and needing a bathroom, so we kind of booked. Uh, and we went through the parking structure to the New York, New York, to uh, Gonzalez y Gonzalez, uh, and had some very tasty, delicious food. Uh, so I didn't make it to the press conference. I probably wouldn't have asked a question anyway. Um, it would have been cool to be there, but, uh, you know, it's just so hot just being outside and so hungry. And I'll have to plan better next time if I get invited to one of those things again. Uh, but the food at Gonzalez and Gonzalez was delicious. I had the pork uh, carnitas, very nicely done. And I'll probably do a write-up on that, definitely. Um, we had a good day that day. Uh, I remember... What did we do? What was Wednesday? Oh, right, right. Okay, so... No wonder there wasn't a lot of pictures. Uh, so after that, eight went back to the hotel room chilled out for a bit, uh, and then headed out to the Luxor where we saw Carrot Top. Carrot Top is freaking hilarious. Uh, I, I, I had a feeling it was going to be a good show. I've heard good things about it, but it was freaking hilarious. My wife went into it thinking she wasn't going to like it, and when she came out of it, she was glad that we went. We had laughed so much during that show. Unbelievable. Carrot Top does a great job. I got to tell you, it is not a show for children. Do not bring children to this show. It's very crass. And you're going to have to explain a lot of things when Caratop busts out a dildo. So just don't bring children. Don't bring children to that show. You might think, oh, it's a comedian and props and it's okay for kids. It's not okay for kids. It is not okay for kids. Uh, there are even some embarrassed adults up in that theater. So do not bring children to that show. Please don't do it. Please don't. Uh, and speaking of which, and speaking of children in Las Vegas, why? Just why? Now, I, and when I say why, I'm not talking about if you're there during the day because you're going to take your kids to the... What can you take your kids to out there? The aquarium? The reef bay? Shark reef at Mandalay Bay, maybe? Um... Uh, Siegfried and Roy's uh, Secret Garden. Um, there's not a whole lot for kids out there. What gets me isn't so much the day walkers, you know, the, the families with the strollers and the kids uh, during the day. But my goodness, what are you bringing them to at 1 in the freaking morning? What are you bringing them to at one thirty or 2 in the morning? Seriously. Seriously. That just pisses me off just pisses me off to see parents dragging their children up the freaking strip at two. What the hell? Where the hell are you taking them at two in the morning that they have to go to? Come on. All right. I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to let it go. But really, it is annoying. It just ticks me off as a parent and as a human being. It's just not right. Seriously. Get a babysitter. Gosh. Okay. Moving along, so after Carrot Top, we made our way back to the Bellagio, ate at a place called Snacks. My wife likes to call it Morsels. Uh, we had an article about Snacks being rebranded and renovated at the Bellagio a couple months back, and they're done with that renovation, and it's unfortunate. The place looks all right, but the food, hmm. I could, 
from the pictures I've seen before, the food looked like it was like good. Not this time. Uh, snacks actually disappointed. Um, and I was really hungry. And you know how when you're really hungry, things taste good? That didn't even freaking... All right, I'm just going to let that go. But I did include a, a, the size of the burger uh, next to a quarter for scale, just so you can see how big this burger is. It's It was really for a 15 freaking dollar burger. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. A $9.50 burger and a $4.75 raspberry iced tea. It wasn't worth it. It just wasn't worth it. It just was not worth it. Moving along... Next day, the morning, we went to the Pepper Mill restaurant. Always heard great things about it. Never had gone. And woke up and said, you know what? Let's go to Pepper Mill. Been hearing about it for years. Let's go to Pepper Mill. And we went. It was good. My wife had the, um, we didn't want like a huge meal. It was, it was breakfast. Um, so we didn't want to get like steak or anything like that. But uh, I had the eggs and bacon and um, hash browns and very just very delicious very good my wife had the biscuits and gravy very good very delicious she was very happy with it we walked around some more oh i should have gotten a picture of the fireside lounge they just renovated the pepper mill on the inside uh not too long ago and it looks good it still looks vintage but it looks good vintage you know um not like dusty or old or torn up seats or anything like that it's just really nicely done like you can tell it's like it still has that old charm to it and that's what i liked about it um, one of the things I liked about it, Resorts World looks like there's nothing going on. I was stopped by the site and saw absolutely no construction workers whatsoever. Uh, we went to Wynn to see what that's like because I had been there once a long time ago. Wasn't comfortable there the first time, but went again and looked around and saw it. And max bet on a penny machine should not be $4.50 because if you're going to be doing a max bet of $4.50, you might as well just sit at a dollar machine where you'll have better odds. Uh, and better payouts. Uh, um, but we walked around, took pictures. It was good stuff. And it was pretty all right. Went to Link Promenade and uh, went to Sprinkles and had a delicious cupcake, a black velvet cupcake. Very good. Um, got some pictures. I'll probably be doing an article on that as well um, for those who haven't been. Uh, it was nice for us to see Sprinkles again because we had one in New York City when we lived out there. So it was nice to see one out in Vegas as well. That night, we went to see V, the ultimate variety show. And that was pretty awesome. I got to tell you, I think that show is probably one of the most underrated shows on the Vegas Strip. Um, it, it was so freaking good. And there are different acts, and they come out, and they do their thing, and it's always good. And then the next one comes out, and then the next one comes out. And it's, it's always changing, and it's always something new, and it's, it was great. The host of the show, uh, what was his name? Uh, Wally, Wally Eastwood. Great, funny, um, awesome. The whole show was good. I missed part of the show because I got pulled on stage. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting to. It was just like, they were like, there was this guy who was up there. Oh, I forget his name. I feel like an idiot. I'm going to have to look back at my notes. But he was doing this sh his, his show, and he was like, um... He, he asked someone in the audience, how tall are you? And the guy's like, 5'9". He goes, all right, can you stand up? All right, just stay right there. He's like, let me see if you can find anybody else who's 5'9". And starts pulling random people out. Uh, how about you? And I, you know, I said mine, and it was not 5'9". He's like, okay, so 5'9", good. Stand right there. I'm like, okay. And two other people 
then he asked us all to raise our hands so he can get a height reading. And he said, these people raising their hands have just volunteered <laughs> to be volunteers. And I was just like, oh, crap. And I, you know, I didn't want to have to do it. But I did. I went along with it. I added some improv to it to make it funny. Uh, and it was really, it was fun. I don't, rem- I don't, I was inside of a mask and I didn't hear much for that one particular segment of the show <laughs> when I was on the stage. But for my wife told me I did really good and it was really funny. Uh, people in the audience were like, oh man, you were great. So that's cool. I'm, I'm glad I, you know, people had fun, but for being on the stage, he did give us free tickets to see Mark Severed comedy magic. Uh, and that's t- those tickets don't expire until December. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them. If I'm going to go see it and do a review on it or or not so but uh it was all right it was all right it was a really good show um and i'm just surprised because like you know i always see it i've always seen it in pamphlets you know v the ultimate variety show but i i don't know why i just never said eh, eh, i just never really looked into it but really glad i went uh it was a great time if you haven't seen it definitely check it out uh it's 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 a really good show you're you're going to be entertained from the time you get there, from the time you leave. So it's really good stuff, and definitely check it out. I would highly recommend that. Um, we went to the Miracle Mile shops, ate at a place called Cheeseburger, uh, Las Vegas, and uh, very yummy burger. Uh, mine was a blue cheese. It has blue cheese and avocado on it, or guacamole. I fr- yeah, guacamole. Got pictures of it, and it was really good. Uh, so that was fun. Um, after that, we sort of went to the Cosmopolitan, went to the Bellagio again, went to the conservatory, got some pictures. I got some great panoramics outside. Uh, <laughs> and that was pretty much it, right? Then it was the next day, the day we left. It was raining. It was Friday. It was raining. Dark, gloomy skies, sadness, depression, all that. Because you're already sad that you're leaving Las Vegas. But then the sky kind of added to it. Like, you're leaving Las Vegas. It's so sad. Uh, Went to the Mirage. Uh, Played too many slots at the Mirage. They were not kind, those slots. (laughs) Those slots were not kind at all. Went to the Still. That was disappointing. There'll be an article on that about why that was disappointing. Um, the way I see it, the still, right, don't go there because you're hungry. That's all I want to say. If you're hungry, jeez, uh, I don't know, go to Carnegie Deli or uh, LVB Burger that just opened, which used to be BLT, and then the health department closed it, and then Mirage said, you know what, we're just going to own this space now, and we're going to name it LVB. They were open. Probably, we probably should have went there. Next time I'm going to LVB, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but if you're hungry, don't go to the still. If you're thirsty for some alcoholic beverages, go to the still. That's why the place is called the still. And food is an afterthought uh, because you have to order your food from a steam trailer located in the back. So it's like it's like they're two separate entities. So basically, what you do is you go to the still. A cocktail waitress comes up to you. And, you know, you know, shows you the drink menu and that's it. And then she says, if you want food, you go to that trailer over there. <laughs> you order your food and pay for it over there. And then you come back and sit over here. I'm like, that's interesting. Okay. So you went up to the trailer and ordered the food, you know, and uh, sat back down and they bring the food out. And uh, the food is, is not, in my opinion... Now, I 
you know, I'm not saying that I am the end all is all and all that stuff when it comes to these kind of things, but I do know tasty food and I do know food that's not. We got, I got the sliders. I think my wife got the sliders too. And they were just, they were disappointing. The quality of meat wasn't that great. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying that it was like, you know, rancid or anything. I'm just saying it was, it's just, eh. Yeah, it was kind of like they used chuck ground beef for it. It was just food is an afterthought. The idea is you go to the still and you drink. And then as you're drinking, you start getting hungry. And then you go to that trailer and get your food. That's pretty much what they want you to do, I think. Um, so don't go there for the food. Unless you're super drunk and buzzed, everything's going to taste delicious. Go ahead. But if you're just really hungry, don't go to the still. Go there if you're thirsty for alcoholic beverages. That's what you should do. Um, and I do want to touch base on how the slot activity was, actually. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Now, you might remember uh, my last show. I was talking about how Hot Shots was my favorite game, right? Yeah, you remember that. Right? Hot Shots, right? And I remember I was saying, oh, it was, it was my favorite game. It's my first slot love or whatever you call it. Well, I, I got to tell you. This trip, the slot machines that were most nice to me and most kind to me was quick hit. And I won $71 right before the T-Mobile Arena Tour uh, at Monte Carlo. Uh, And then, the next day, I won like $240 playing quick hits at the Flamingo. And quick hits was just good at Harrods. My goodness, Harrods just kept... I couldn't... The machine wouldn't let me leave. It just was so great and uh i think overall quick hit gave me way more than i gave quick hit uh i think in total i had gotten about 350 dollars out of quick hit slot machines so that was cool and that helped to enhance the trip because then i was like screw it we're taking taxis and we're not going to be walking all over the place and it's going to be great so totally glad because it really helped out really really helped out uh, having less walking going on. Uh, but yes, quick hit slot machines were were the bomb. They were the kindest to us. Um, so that being said, next time you're in a casino, look for those uh, look for those quick hit machines. You know they might uh, you know they, they might be they might be kind to you. So check it out. Uh, I'm gonna go for take a little break over here. I'm gonna drink a little bit of water and you know that because my voice is getting kind of weird so we'll be back after this keep it tuned right here the vegas bright podcast from vegasbright.com so podcast it's a vegas podcast This song is the U.S. Army Blues. The name of the song is Stardust. You might remember this from episode two or something like that. Uh, So enjoy. Nice little song. 
keep it tuned here to the Vegas Bright Podcast.
And we're back at the Vegas Bright Podcast. Uh, that was the U.S. Army Blues. The name of the song there was Stardust. I like that kind of music. I like that jazzy sound. What can I say? Had to squeeze it into the playlist somehow. Uh, and so that's what I did. And uh, rounds out the hour, going just a little bit over an hour here. And if you're expecting the usual format of Vegas history and... Uh, Vegas Round the Web. We did a little bit of Round the Web. We did a little bit of Vegas Bright Week in Review. And you get to hear about uh, my wife's and I's. My wife's and I's? My, I and my wife's? Me and my wife's? My wife and me's? I'm not very much editor-in-chief right now. Uh, however, you get to hear about our trip and get some reviews. And there'll be articles throughout the week of all that stuff. And I'm going to wrap it up right about now. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be back to the regular format next week. I might have a guest on next week. You gotta work out the details. But the big thing this week, check in Monday, VegasBright.com, that new themed resort coming to the strip. You're gonna see what the theme is, you're gonna see what the early rendering looks like, and it's not too different than the final rendering. So you'll you'll definitely get a good idea what to expect. Uh thanks for tuning in and I'm out of here. I want to get some shout outs. Uh first, Scott at Vital Vegas and the Vital Vegas podcast great meeting you on Wednesday uh, great guy awesome stuff thank you for your blog and for your podcast you're awesome Mark at Edge Vegas and he writes everywhere Mark Meltzer he writes in like 25 different places google him check him out great stuff you can check out his website at edgevegas.com everybody at Vegas Bright all my writers and contributors and the readers all you people other reason why we're here so thank you for being part of vegas bright thank you for listening to this podcast and everyone have a great week we'll see you next time bye-bye